Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today I'm joined by Gretchen McCants. She's here for the second time. This time she's going to share everything that has kind of changed since she's taken over my brand Lashes, which we talked about on the first time she was here with us. Um, so welcome to the show, Gretchen. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you, Shelby. Me too. Okay, so real quick, like what all the the first time you were on the show, we really just talked about how you are about to take over. It was like the very beginning. Um, we had also talked to Hillary too about what she was transitioning to, which was like selling her baby and and passing it down to you guys. So what all has changed since then? It's been a while. Oh my gosh, it's been two years, but I feel like it's been like an eternity. So much <laughs> has changed since then. Um, it has been so many lessons, but so many blessings, like all at once. Um, <laughs> it's been crazy. So I think taking over a new role in a different company, it's been absolutely a whirlwind. A lot of stuff that I just couldn't even imagine. Um, I think the first year that I really took over, I was still learning strategies. I was trying to figure out how to be me in the industry without being Hillary. And I think that that's really hard because I built me up locally or like in a, on a state level or maybe like on the side of the states. And so then to take over someone else who's global, and then I almost felt like I had to fit her mold. And so I think I really, really struggled at first just being me. And she was actually my biggest advocate, like, Gretch, like, just be you. Like, you're amazing. Like, you're awesome. Like, just be you. But I just couldn't. I was like, oh, I have, like, 50,000 followers who want to see Hillary stuff. I don't want to just, like, go the complete opposite, you know? And she's like, it's going to have to be. And so I think I spent like a year kind of in limbo, like just not like really taking charge and like being who I am. Um, I think when I went to the lash conference, the first year is when I actually was like, cause my superpower, my superpower is meeting people. And so when I actually was in front of people, meeting people, making genuine relationships, like that's what I'm the best at. And so when I was actually able to do that, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, they do want to see Gretchen. Like I can't fake being Hillary in person. Like I have to be Gretchen. And so it was really, um, empowering to like all of a sudden step into my own role and being like okay I got this like maybe we're not the same in this area but we almost are like the perfect duo that we balance each other out so like what uh my not strong suits like she has a system in place for that so it was it was really amazing and so I think in the past two years I've really just taken on that and just really made my brand lashes like my own um and my brand mine <laughs> and uh that's just that's been that's been really, like I said, I keep using the word empowering, but um, it's just been like weight off my shoulders and like actually fun and exciting. And I just like, can't wait for the next step. And we've just been growing so much since then because I finally just like, was like, all right. And you know, lose a few thousand followers. That's okay. If I'm not their person, like let's get the 10 people that I can. And then it's just boomed since then. And can I just say you have done an amazing job with um, with taking over and um, keeping it like at this level, like you've done a really great job. And um, I also saw Hillary with you at LashCon this past year. So I wanted to ask, um, how is she still involved at all or um, how supportive is she with you guys um, now? Oh, my gosh. Literally, when I tell you, it was a godsend her. Like, I can't even tell you. She... So is she involved anymore? Not exactly. We did do an owner finance deal. So, I mean, she's involved that way. Like I make a payment to her, but, um, which we're almost done, by the way, you're going to see a huge post on that one. It's almost done. <laughs> um, but, um, 
she came to LashCon just to support me so that I have those extra hands. My assistant, Marley, who literally runs this company, she was on maternity leave. And so she couldn't come to LashCon. And so um, Hillary, being the most amazing human she is, she's like, I'll come. This will be my last Lash event. But like, I'll come. I'll support you. Let's have some fun. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Hillary is going to be at my like stand. Like, it was a dream come true. Um so she's not really a part of the day-to-day. If I need something, I try not to call her. But, like, if there's something weird that comes up or if I need to just bounce an idea off, her brain is still so intelligent. And her superpower is she's always early to the party. So she'll have an idea, and then it goes popular three years later. So, wow. like, she's, like, a fortune teller. So I'm, like, dude, like, so I, like, take advantage of that as much as I can. And I just – I respect that woman so much. And – uh. I know she's really proud of what I've done too. And so like, I just think that we really balance and we'll have like, like she'll be my sister per se, like for life, like hands down. Um, yeah. I'm biggest blessing. Like I could not have asked to buy a better company or a better company, but also from better people than her and Jerem, like their family now. That's so, so cool to hear. And I wonder, you know, if there's going to be other companies that, are going to one day want to pass their babies down and people listening to this today could potentially purchase another lash brand. Um, what advice do you have for somebody that's kind of thinking about doing that? Um, is there anything that you would say you would have done differently? Yeah. So I actually get calls on this quite often. There's a lot of brands that are looking to sell, ready to sell, kind of in a position to sell, whatever you want to say. And they kind of pick my brain on it. Um, you know, there's always going to be hiccups in a road, like no matter what you do. So whatever business you get, um, I would just say having the right strategies in place. We were very organized with how we did this. Um, like literally Hillary's assistant had literally everything outlined from where to order, how to order, um, how many quantities to get past invoices. So I didn't get screwed, like literally everything like that. But then she also had um, employee protocol, shipping, um, how I should be talking in a certain matter of this way, connections that I should reach out to, genuine people in the industry that like I need on my team. Like she went above and beyond on that. I would say things that I didn't take into consideration is um, I have been in the salon world for a while now, but this is so much cash flow. This is so much um, needing to keep money streaming and product coming in. So just because you have a $10,000 day, $20,000 a day, like that all goes back into product almost or taxes or anything like that. So I would say that um, to give yourself flexibility there, I just didn't budget correctly when I first began. And that was so scary, you know, going from like, like having it all packed down I just, I didn't grow with the company when I bought it. Like I bought it already at such a high level that I didn't know how to scale that. And so um, I think my mindset needed to change. Like I talked about earlier with the imposter syndrome and then the cash flow, like that was huge. Also, <laughs> I wish I would have learned this lesson faster. Employees, like I'm really good at picking who I want to do services in my salon. But like um, we had the biggest, oh my gosh, the biggest, um, nightmare uh, person who started packing for us. And so I put a personal relationship over what was right for the business. And, you know, like a mom who like needs to feed her kids. I was like, oh, mm. like I'm going to help out. Like I can be flexible on the hours. And sometimes flexibility is just not key. So I would say like hire slow and fire really fast. And I really mm. wish I would have got that down a lot sooner. Really good points, especially about the cash flow thing. And that's even true for 
uh, salon as well. Um, just because the money is there doesn't mean that it belongs to anything else, but like it could already have been assigned other things, um, like taxes, for example. (laughs) So, so you mentioned earlier when you were purchasing or when you came into it, there were a lot of things that were kind of already organized and done. That's a really good point for somebody who is building a brand, even a salon, and one day wanting to sell, which I would argue should be the goal. And being organized, making sure everything is like all of the business finances are out of a business account and you're not mixing that with personal. It goes beyond that. Like the things that you mentioned are really good points for when you are ready to sell. That actually makes your business even more valuable if you have all of those things already. So how crucial was that in your success with taking over the the brand that Hillary had her business already organized that way? I don't even think I prioritized it at the time of buying because I was just so in la la land of, oh my gosh, I'm buying my dream company. Like I was so excited about that, that nothing else mattered. However, now day to day, you know, kind of like, um, like the romance stage is off now. Oh my gosh. She saved me in so many ways, her assistants, now my assistant. So I think that that's like getting literally a Hillary, like with me every day. Um, but when I tell you, I even had videos on how to do payroll, how to submit taxes, how to, um, here is a budget um, spreadsheet, and this is how you know when it's time to order when these quantities get low. This is this person's contact and a backup if this person doesn't answer. This person's boss is this number. Um, and she'd built already such good relationships. Like she treats her people so well that when I took over, it was like those relationships were extended to me and that helped that put me 10 steps ahead. So anybody who's buying it, make buying a company or wanting to get into this, like system, system, systems, I am, that's not my strong suit. And I could not do it. I can still go into our, we use Trello and I could literally go into my Trello and I can pull up right now how to get on a zoom call. <laughs> like literally wow. when I tell you that they checked every single box that if somebody like wanted to come and buy this, like, and I've added to it too. Like it's like a well-oiled machine now. Is there anything besides the cash flow that really surprised you when you took over the company or like, let's say somebody wants to start their own brand or wants to buy a company from somebody. What is something to look out for aside from cash flow maybe, or was that the biggest one? I think cash flow is definitely the biggest, especially with like how things are changing right now. Like shipping rates doubled, literally doubled costs of supplies have like almost like one and a half times. So I just think that, or like the quantities like times themselves. Um, so I definitely think like product and cash flow. Um, I'm still learning like uh, uh, inventory quantities, like one month we are just selling like crazy. And then one month, like something will sit. And so like figuring that out and then correlating it with marketing and how we're doing that too. So I'm still learning that, but I would say those are like the top things. And then um, this, this sounds cliche, but nowhere, like get where I'm coming from. Like, I think like figuring out who your people are in this industry too, so that you have support. Um, I think it is just so crucial. Like that has made such a difference this year. I have found my people. I love my people. I am rooting on my people. They are rooting me on. And I know that's so deep down in my heart 
that like it's so nice to be able to call someone and be like hey this is my idea what do you think and one it's a safe place that I know like it's not going to leave there they're not going to take my idea but then two like they can go off of it and they can like make it 10 times better or they can say okay you're you're off like you're off where you shouldn't be right now like you need to focus on this and so I think that like taking over such a big company or excuse me starting your own I think it's so important to have those people um my favorite quote is like four quarters not a hundred pennies it doesn't have to be tons of people but just know those people in your industry because our industry is growing like we've talked about but it's still so small at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. we're so lucky the people we have like we have good freaking people in this industry yes I I can totally relate to that like Yes. Uh, there's been times where I thought like, okay, my next project should be this. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. And some people have talked me out of that and doing something else. And I'm so glad for that. It's it's really nice to have people, especially inside of the industry that can kind of see, no, this is where you should be going or double down on this over here instead. So totally agree there. Um, so as you were talking, you kind of just looked like excited and it sounds like this is in my head something just popped in it it was like wow she looks like she's having a lot of fun doing this like there's a lot of challenges but it almost looks like exciting for you you also have a salon and um I just want to ask like what are all of the streams of revenue that you have and and then a follow-up question to that is like how Maybe just that to start, because I have a couple of follow-up questions to that. So what are the different things that you currently do? Yeah, I love what I do. I'm literally living my dream. Um, so I have a lot of different um, revenues coming in. Um, some require more time than others. Uh, I have two salons here locally. So I have one commission, one rent. Um, and so that's been really exciting to just watch that boom and grow um, there aside from my brand like I kept them separate just because I built up it's called royal beauty here so quickly mm-hmm. um but they're all together in the same obviously like we use our products like we showcase our products in the lobbies like all the girls are in love with the products like it's one it's hand in hand and they're both mine but I do have the two salons that I do um I do my trainings that I actually have kept separate as well because I had already had those separate um and so we have like a little training facility here in Boise that I use. Um, and that's been, I love training. Like that will always be where my heart is. I just love watching beginners just get it or like somebody who's struggling, like figure out the answer. Like that's so amazing to me. Um, obviously I have my brand lashes, which is a product line, which is my biggest baby. Like I, I'm here every day. Um, so I have that stream of income coming in. And then um, I've been getting paid on social media posts lately. So I'm going to say like, that's a stream of income a little bit, you know, buys my coffee every month. Um, And then actually we just started a menstrual cup business. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even think I told you that. Yeah. Look, you're shocked. Yeah. It's called catch cup. And um, yeah. And so that's been really fun. All of a sudden I had this idea at church and I went to one of my really great business owner friends and he's like, let's do it. And we tested them out for six months and here we are. And it is, it's growing and booming too. Um, I know that this episode is about lashes, but I love menstrual cups. Like (laughs) I do. And you know what also I'm fascinated with is the menstrual cycle in itself, like the different phases of the cycle and how women change throughout their cycle a little bit. We're with four different people 
in a month, whereas men are the same person every single day. Like we, it's just so beautiful to me and I find it fascinating. So when you said that, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I, I really strongly believe like menstrual cups over anything. Oh, hands down, especially like they don't have all the toxins, they don't have all the chemicals. Yep. And then also what's been really cool is we've been wholesaling to a bunch of salons because where else would you not wholesale? And that wasn't yep. even my thought process going into it. But it's so cool that I've been able to take a company like this and then now I have the systems in place. And so then we have some of the product here and then we have it at a different warehouse too. But then if somebody buys off the my brand site, then she just my packers, they just pull it. And so that's amazing. It, it's so it's so lucrative, but also like we're making a difference. Um we also we've been doing like the Tom's approach marketing wise. So like if you buy one, we give one, but we do it locally, not overseas. And um, it turns out that in our local school districts, that's the number one thing that they need that they don't have money for. Wow. Okay. I'm going to be talking to you after the call because I would love to uh, sell cups in our store. Like that's so exciting. Um, I'm also hearing that you're blending a lot of what you're doing with each other. And, you know, it's all kind of, everything that you do is kind of helping the whole ecosystem of all of the different brands which is so exciting. I can relate to that too, because I have little spider webs as well. Um, so one of my follow-up questions to everything that you do is what does a day look like for you? I know it's got to be different every day, but you're also a mom and a wife. So I would just love to hear what a day looks like. Yeah. It, like you said, it changes every single day. Um, I come from a very entrepreneur family. Um, my mom, ran um with my grandpa very successful car dealerships um very high end uh car dealerships and uh, my mom did the best she possibly could as a single mom hands down she hates when i call her a single mom because she never claims that but that's what she was my dad died when i was 10 oh. and um she was never around as much as i would like uh, my my love language is words of affirmation and like physical touch and she just she couldn't be around when she was providing for us we had everything we could ever ask for we had all the experiences we could ever ask for i'm so blessed for that don't get me wrong however it, it was hard and so when i had kids i was like okay i'm gonna have my craft together i am going to have lucrative income and i'm gonna be able to go to all the events and i'm gonna be there well now that i have kids i remember when i got pregnant i was like i'm not ready like i don't have any of these things like planned out like i just could sympathize with my mom on such a different level because i think i knew she didn't choose it but like you know it hit like oh my gosh it wasn't a choice and so I'm, I'm still learning. I feel like David, my husband is so much better about this, but I, I would say that I've gotten so much better since COVID when COVID hit, that was the first time I ever was home ever. And I didn't even know how to play with my three, my three-year-old now, but she was like a baby mm -hmm. at the time. I didn't know how to play with her. I didn't really know how to talk to David. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to hang out at home. I didn't know how to sit on the couch. Like I was building an empire. And so it made me sit and it was the weirdest thing so since then I have been much better family is first always like I don't care how much money I can make at the end of the day I can make it like if I need to make money right now I'll go do that but like my kids come first um I'm very good at making sure I'm present in all the things but I also realize I have to be at work um that's where my fulfillment comes in as well so with that being said um I would just say I have very strict hours for what I do. So I have like, like David stays home with them on Mondays and he does not work. He owns a business too. And so he does not work. He stays home with them Mondays. We have a babysitter Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that I can work all day as long as I need to. Friday, I stay home with them. So I have a whole mom day that we just go do 
mom stuff. And then Saturday, Sunday, we stay home as a family. So um, I think that's really good. I also, I try to schedule everything in my planner um, so that there's not just these one-offs everywhere and I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I even write in like, okay, talk to social media manager from this time to this time for 15 minutes, or, hey, I'm going to go get coffee from this time to this time. Like I plan it out and I try to stick to it the best I can so that I can be present at home and I can be actually like reactive at work. Um, I'm severely ADHD. So I could sit here for hours and just stare at the screen and think I was very productive for a day. So I definitely try to keep myself accountable to my schedule, but I feel like balance is definitely something that I have just like taken on this year. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. That's you've got it figured out. That sounds really cool. And what a cool schedule your kids have with, you know, their parents, you know, they have a dad day, then they have a mom day, then they have a family day. That's really, really cool. Um, I also just want to ask, like, as you've started adding on other things, because you're also doing um, like retreats as well. Oh, yep. Forgot to you say started that, <laughs> that um, which I told you the other day when we when we saw each other in person, like that's something I've been working on also, although it looks a little different. Um, but yeah, you've, you've got all of these different projects and different entities and stuff. Would you say over the years, um, the last couple of years that it's your workload is getting larger or is it getting smaller in a way because you're getting maybe more efficient or you have more systems or more staff or anything? How would you say that that's changed? Um, I definitely feel like I, it, it comes in waves and seasons when I have a new idea and I'm implementing it that takes a while but then we systemize it I have such a good team in place that will systemize it to where it's just a flowing machine at that point mm -hmm. um, that I still have to come back and touch it but I'm not so focused on it that I'm struggling would you say also that as you're adding on a new thing like the time it takes from like idea to making it happen or making it profitable is getting shorter with each addition 110 <laughs> percent I think also like you, you mentioned earlier, like having support when you're building a business, like when you were building my brand, having other streams of income are also kind of cushioning you from, you can make certain mistakes maybe, um, or just having that extra like security too. So as you grow, it's sounding like you are, you're kind of just able to build faster or more efficiently. And I think once you've already been down the road, then you can just multiply it and you can just keep reenacting it. Um, the catch cup was a little bit different because it was a whole new service, but now I'm just seeing how it just funnels back into my business. And that wasn't, like yeah. I said, wasn't even the plan. They were going to be two separate things. And so I think that as a business owner, once you get the hard part done, you can just keep redoing those systems and just, it, it makes it, it makes it easier. I have noticed though, the higher you get up, the more problems you have. And so I didn't realize mm -hmm. that. I always thought the more money I would have, the less problems I'd have when actually I get to a new level that I've been fighting for. And then it's like, oh crap, now I have a whole new set of problems. I have a whole new set of things I need to do. And so that's been almost like recognizing that has been really empowering. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, like I'm at the next step now. Now my problems are going to be bigger. How do I solve them? So I feel like my problem solving skills are getting faster and I make decisions faster now than I would have when I would have just sat on it. 
Right. Like that, I have a little bit more of a cushion, so that's a blessing. But one of my mentors told me, like, the longer you take to make a decision, the more it's going to hurt your business. Like, whether it's right Mm -hmm. or wrong, make the decision and then deal with it after that. If you just sit on it, like, it's not ever going to happen. And I'm like, wow, like that really, that really hit me like hard. Wow, really good point. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about the Lash Boss Summit because you're going to be speaking at it. And um, yeah, so can you share just a little bit about your topic and what we can expect from you on stage? Let me just tell you, I'm so excited. I've never been to Austin, named my baby after Austin. So just saying, like, I am so (laughs) excited. So thank you for having me. Um, I am going to be talking about how to build and balance multiple streams of income without feeling the burnout. So as we've talked in here, I definitely feel like I have a very good master on this. And I'm really, really excited to talk about it. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be able to relate and find value in that topic because I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you reach a certain level, it's almost like you start seeing your peers start burning out and falling off and it's sad. And um, I want everyone here to be successful, but not at the expense of, you know, their spirit and everything. So I definitely think we can all benefit from hearing because you just seem like you're thriving and you're, you know, even your family, like that's so cool that you guys have kind of figured that out too. Yeah, it, it's been a journey, like I said, but I wouldn't want it anywhere, anywhere else. Um, I think it's so important to help those people along the ways too. Like at LashCon, all I kept hearing from people was how um, burnt out they were. And they were people that you would never expect that are showing up online yep. constantly and how depressed they are, how in- anxious they are. And so like, I feel like bringing light on that too and like us actually giving tools on how to better in those areas I think is going to be huge for our industry moving forward because I feel like our industry is getting pulled in so many directions right now so just being okay with the journey you're on and not comparing I think that's going to be huge yeah I also agree like when I've had I had those conversations at LashCon a lot too and then also online whenever you see someone silent for a little bit and then they'll come back and they'll say hey sorry I've been MIA I just needed some time for myself my mental health I was feeling a lot of pressure etc And I just want to tell them, you know, it's okay. Like, we're always going to be here. The industry is always going to be here. Like, take as much time as you need. And also, you don't even need to explain yourself. Like, no one's upset. And um, it's so – it's sad, but it's such a common pattern that I see. And I'm not sure – you know, why that is, but it's almost like this internalized pressure and maybe feeling pressure that may or may not be there from others, too, to keep creating and – it can be a lot to, you know, build a business and show up online every day and be consistent with that too. So I can't wait to hear your talk about that. I'm so excited about that. That will be, that will be a really good one. Um, just one point I want to make is, uh, I, one of my, one of the girls that I'm mentoring right now, she, she said exactly that, like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I haven't shown up and stuff. And I said, like, I'm not saying this, like this is going to sound brutal and it's not, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but like with the internet, we're so instant culture and we're so instant swipe. Nobody notices that you haven't shown up. (laughs) Like, like we as people think that like what we have to say matters so much. Don't get me wrong. And like, when we do show up, we add so much value, but if we drop off for a few days, like there's not a time that I'm like, Oh, like Shelby didn't post today. I hope she's okay. No. Cause like, I'm too worried about me posting. And so like yep. give yourself that grace too. like, probably nobody will notice. And then when you do post, some might be like, Oh my gosh, I've missed hearing from Shelby, you know, yep. but just create value there and just be your best self. Like if you've rested good, like, 
Mm-hmm. I, that's we just had this conversation the other day and she just kind of looked at me at first I was like let me finish like you matter and what you have to say matters but like we we put this pressure on ourselves that others will not notice agree yeah it's almost when I guess I haven't seen someone in a while and they they make one of those comeback posts I'm like again like I didn't notice I just when I saw your face again in my head I'm like oh like she's probably been posting, but I've just missed it. You know, I think I missed something, but you just weren't posting. But no, it's in the nicest, most respectful way. Like nobody cares or nobody minds it, you know, Um, because you're right. Like everyone else has their own things too. And um, yeah, hopefully that's encouraging to hear that, you know, it's not detrimental if you take some time off. But anywho, um, Thank you so much for joining today. I'm so glad you got to come back on the show and lots of great points made here. I'm so excited for April to see you there. And yeah, thank you so much again. And it's been a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you. I'll see you in April.